Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, and we are live answering your questions. I got a lot of questions. Where's my adult beverage at? There it is. Adult beverage in hand, and um, don't worry about it. Um, I got a lot of questions about the interview that was done by um, Big RV Big Truck or Big Truck Big RV YouTube channel. I'm going to go over those questions. Uh, there's a lot of other questions. Let me turn on the light a little bit. Here, that's better. I'm blinding. <laughs> um, I did a podcast episode on it, but there's some stuff that has been reached out to me that people have questions on beyond my reaction. So that's what I'm going to go into. I also got a lot of finance questions. I got a lot of questions about what brands i have not heard about with frameflex so far so we got a lot to cover um also if you are watching this if you can look in the description box guess what ladies and gentlemen we officially have a merchandise store for hbrv lifestyle the honey badger t-shirts and hats uh they didn't have floozies but uh coffee mugs things of that nature i have the link in the description box of this live if you want to take a look at it afterward um i think it's gonna be really cool um okay so i'm gonna start with the first question i got let me get into my email i'm sorry i'm way behind guys i'm no i haven't finished my um modelo negra yet yummy 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 don't judge me. <laughs> okay. Uh, dear Honey Badger, after watching uh, your podcast last night about your reaction to JD's interview with Lippard, I have a couple of questions. The first question I have is, would you be willing to go to Lippard to talk to them and interview them hardcore rather than, as you say, the softball questions that JD threw at them. Um, I don't think Liz Amazing will be able to do it, pending her very busy schedule as well, and I think you would be better at it and better suited for it because you're in the industry. Well, I really appreciate that. I uh, appreciate that a ton. Lippert is not going to let anybody go into their factory and film. So this was specific for JD at Big Truck, Big RV. All right. Now, I'm not going to bag on him. I'm not going to talk crap about him. That's not my style. Okay. I will say that he was put in a very awkward and really bad position. Um, you know, you got half a million subscribers and your view counts have been going down. You know, it's tough. It's it's a tough position to be in. I have never put myself in that position because 15 years of doing this, I have no quorums about bashing a manufacturer or bashing a parts vendor. Um, I'll give you an example, guys. Here's a great example. So I sell Georgetown Motorhomes. I'm going to tell you that they're a good product, they're a decent product, but their warranty department sucks, okay? Forest River Georgetown warranty does not take care of their dealers. They don't. 
And I'm not afraid to say that. If anybody at Forest River Georgetown wants to prove me wrong, they're more than welcome to come on my podcast or come on the channel and prove me wrong. Okay? So I'm not afraid to say things like that. But then again, I don't have skin in the game like a lot of these guys do. So sometimes like, I get pissed and I get angry and I lash out, especially on the podcast I lash out. But I do have an understanding of where they're at. You know what I mean? Um, he, I, you know, and, and the other thing we have to realize too, and he might be bought and paid for. He, it, I don't know. Now, I will give JD a lot of credit. Either him or someone from his team has reached out to me. They reached out to me through comments on the podcast because I put comments on his video with a lot of concerns and he came back and he tried to squash those concerns and even JD in his comments I don't know I, I mean again I'm reading into it because I don't know the guy and didn't talk to him but the way I read into his last comment to me is as if he feels the same way a lot of you that reached out to me and told me I should go interview these screwballs but here's the point. They're not going to let a guy like me in there. Just like Brinkley really doesn't want a guy like me in there yet. Now, for Brinkley, it's not a red flag to me. Okay, it's it's not. Because I understand their marketing strategy and how they deal with things. They want to be as if they're God. Just like they did with Grand Design. They want to be the God of the RV industry. And we bring a guy in that picks everything apart. It really takes away the the fairy dust stuff what they're trying to do year two maybe that'll go away um so yeah i mean i agree sonar travels he like it's almost as if he hinted and peter i agree is he i don't think it's bs i think he just he walks on eggshells a lot of these guys walk on eggshells I got 37 emails in a two-hour period asking me to go bash these people. And they're not going to let me. They're not going to let me go in there and throw curveballs at them. Number one, I'm going to tell you why the number one reason why. Number one, I don't have the cool head. I will go nuclear. Especially if they give me a bullshit answer. I'm going to go nuclear. Okay? I, I am not one to hold back my emotion when it when I know I'm being lied to. While someone like Liz Amazing, as much as I disagree with her style, as much as I disagree with a lot of things that she does with her content, I think she would be more suited for it, and that's why I keep saying. Hey, Patty, how you guys doing? How's everybody doing? I'm sorry, guys. Oh, boy, I have an F4, Forcer XLR Hoplite. Yep, you're fine. We all know Theo. Okay, here we go. So next question. This is going to be... Now, I what I did was I made notes because I got 26 emails that asked a similar question to this. And it is this. The question that everybody seems to have is the Federal Reserve seems to not be in the mood to lower interest rates anytime soon. And what they're meaning by that is big. Big interest rate drops. Okay. 
you have said for the last three months that interest rates were not going to go down at the Fed and news agencies and other factors of our economy have said that they're expecting a drop this year. I'm seem to, We seem to be leaning more toward what you're saying. Do you see interest rates going up this year? And I'm going to say the words yes, but I don't think it's going to be dramatic. So now what I did was I took one person's question, but that question came up in some way or form in 26 other emails. Okay. I believe they will raise interest rates this year, but I don't think it's going to be dramatic. I think we're going to see maximum half a point increase and it may happen in summer. It may happen in fall. And that's my opinion. And that's just based off factors. So even though inflation went down year over year, remember that Jerome Powell is very dry and like he's robotic. He has a personality of a haystack. Okay. So in, in reality, Jerome Powell is not going to do anything dramatic on lowering interest rates until they see the economy start turning for the worst and getting inflation more under control in every single sector okay there's a lot of political double talk that jerome powell is very bad at jerome powell is not a politician he's a computer and he's very bad at the double talk that democrats and republicans are known for or any politician is known for but you have to really pay attention to what he says and what he writes and then you have to watch the full thing even though he'll drag on for an hour or two kind of like i do you have to look for all the context he throws in there okay uh jim liz amazing he would not answer back oh Let's see the haystack. <laughs> Clear Tax Value has a great YouTube channel on finances. They, yeah, no, I know exactly. But again, one of those things that I think that our base rate will go from 7.99 to 8.5 in the RV business, probably around summer. And I think that realistically, by the time we get to spring of 2026, We'll be back down into the 4 and 5% range. But here's the problem. As interest rates go down, prices at the RV dealership are going to go up. I'm going to be 100% transparent with you in something dealers that don't want you to know. Okay. When the rates go down, we will be raising our profits. Period. Dealerships will raise their prices and raise their profit margin as soon as interest rates go down. It's a fact of life. So while interest rates are high, you're getting a less profitable deal at the dealership. But I'm not telling you, and I've told you in millions of videos, so well, 800 videos so far, I'm not saying go run and buy an RV tomorrow if you're not ready. What I'm saying is, is two years from now, if you're waiting for some crash to happen, not going to happen. Okay. If you're waiting for interest rates to go down and you think prices are not going to go back up when the rates come down, 
visit Snoop Dogg. Okay, because that's that that's reality. I, you smoke what Snoop Snoop Dogg's smoking, because it just isn't going to happen. We at some point as dealerships have to make a profit. Okay, there has to be some kind of generated income from deals, service, parts in order for a dealership or any company of any kind to stay in business. And it can't be a dollar or hundred dollar profit on a fifty thousand dollar fifth wheel or thirty thousand dollar trailer. It has to be an eight, nine percent profit margin. Okay? So right now we're at one or two percent. That's where roughly we are at as an industry on 2023s. We're no longer losing money. We were losing money on 2023s, but we are no longer losing money on 2023s. Now we're at a 1% or 2% profit, and we're at between 10 and 12% profit on 2024s. So the days of us losing monster money is gone. It died, at the, uh, it died on February 29th. Which is okay. If you weren't ready, if you weren't ready, you weren't ready. You're going to pay a little more because you weren't ready. But that's not a big deal. That's not a bad thing. You have to be ready, willing, and able. Period. End of report. If you're willing, but you're not ready and able, it doesn't matter. Okay? I have camper van conversion. That's cool, Tommy. Very cool. We signed a contract to buy a motorhome. Our trade-in is still in storage and not available until April. They already submitted the loan paperwork, and now I'm paying on it. They claimed it's normal. True? Patty, yes, it depends on the situation. So I did a similar deal where a guy, a similar type of deal, and it's and it depends on the situation. So let me give you the situation I was in, Patty, okay? So I had a customer that lived eight states over from me and he won a specific unit I had on the lot but he couldn't get there or couldn't get to me for three months so we have a policy that we have to have the loan funded contract signed and everything by the end of the month otherwise we don't sell you the unit okay so this guy we I explained it to him but see I'm very transparent in the way I do things all right so I already told him I'm going to have him sign a contract and submit it and fund it, and he'll just have to come three months later and pick it up. And we had that understanding, and he had a trade-in. And I actually just recently sold the trade. But I think it's the way it's presented, right? So normally if somebody tells me they're three months out because they can't get here because of work or maybe they're in the military in the middle of moving, etc., we don't hold units, okay? We sell units. And, you know, if you're not ready because of certain things, then what we do as an industry, as a dealership base, no matter where you're at, uh, it's just a matter of how it's delivered, right? So hopefully that helps you out. Uh, it is normal in some cases, but not in every case, okay? If you already were ready to buy it, then, and they're taking the risk on the trade. Let me, let me add one more thing, Patty. They're taking the risk on the trade at that point. Because if they already submitted the loan to the bank to be funded, just just so you understand, okay, then that means the deal's done. They can't back out. So if you if something's not working in your motorhome properly, it's on them. So both sides have skin in the game on this since there is a trade-in. So just to help you make you feel a little bit better, hopefully. 
You know, Larry, there does, but the problem is there's going to be no recall, and I'll explain that. I'm going to do a complete video series on it because I'm finding out through my research that it's not just the pin box. There's other versions of frame problems, and generally when they do a recall, it has to be the same problem over and over and over again. It's different sets of problems. That's why it's going to take me a while. It's going to take me another three months to gather data because there's so many people out there that are super scared that if they tell me their story that the factory's going to have repercussions on them, that they're going to retaliate. So it's it's been a very like eggshell movement towards it. And I'm getting more and more people to actually talk to me. So that's really good. You're, you're very much welcome, Patty. I hope that helped you. I hope you, that made you feel better. Uh, one more time, guys, just want to let you know, for those of you that just came in and just joined us, guess what? We don't have to wait till Monday to get t-shirts and hats. I'm excited. So in the description box of this live feed, I put the link to the HB RV Lifestyle Merchandise Store. So you can start getting your honey badger t-shirts, hats, aprons, totes, water bottles, and coffee mugs. And I was excited about that because I didn't expect it till Monday. And I was like, woohoo, I get to do this on a live feed. So check it out. If you guys want to support the channel, don't forget, you can also do super chats and super thanks if you guys feel like financially supporting the channel. And as always, I really appreciate you guys. Karen F., we are going to add you, my dear, as a moderator. There, we got four moderators. Appreciate all you guys moderating. Help me out, kind of keep the flow, because I know last week we had some issues with that. The sidewall lag bolts loosen is a large contender in what leads to failures. The actual pin box, not as much from what I've seen. Well, it's a Maya. There's another thing that is interesting. It's not just the sidewall bolts. Um, so I'll give you an example. I've Let me take a swig of my adult beverage. One moment, please. God, I can't beat a cold beer on a Saturday night. Okay. So, a guy sent, a couple people sent me pictures where, on a solitude and a momentum, where the driver's side slide, which is the most common, the driver's side slide, there's nothing wrong with the pin box, there's nothing wrong with the bolts. But what it looks like, and you're going to have to use your imagination, okay? Because I can't forward people pictures because these people feel very uncomfortable sharing this with me anyway. But what it looks like is the way they welded the outriggers on, on each side, north and south of that slide out. When the slide is going down the road, it's, it's not staying stable. It keeps pushing out and separating from the wall where... It looks like you can put fingers through. And one guy emailed me and said he had the dealership that he bought it from adjust the slide to try to get it to squeeze back into the sidewall. Because you should be able to fit your fingers okay, through that main slide into the seal. But you shouldn't be able to do this. He's still able to do this. So something is occurring where that outrigger is failing... And in some cases, I've seen it where pictures are sent on that same outrigger and it's snapped or it looks like it's broken. And it's on the camping side, or I'm sorry, the driver's side slide outs. 
That's why I say no freaking floor plan is immune to this right now because of that. So there's so many things that people have sent me. There's even um, another version of this where somehow not the pin box because when they measured the pin box for what they call the frame flex up front somehow the rear i-beam is separating from the back weld where the bumpers are or where they put the um, uh, spare tire or the hitch you know hitch receiver on the back I i'm sorry if you're listening to this on another thing besides youtube i, I know you can't see me but and, and what you can see behind the couches or in the garages is daylight either behind the driver's side and driver's side wall and the floor or the rear cap driver's side wall and the floor. Like you can look in the back and see daylight all the way to the ground. So there's so many versions of this. And if you hear in the background, it's of my furnace in my trailer, by the way, so I'm sorry about that. But... There's so many versions of this that I'm getting emailed that realistically this word frame flex should be changed to frame failure. Um, and I don't think it's the frame of the fifth wheel that's really failing the entire time. I think it's a major production problem. And that's my opinion because I can't, I can only speculate because I'm not an engineer and I'm not a mechanic necessarily when it comes to the construction of these but just based on what people are sending me the pictures the videos and what they're explaining i'm like this doesn't sound like it's completely lippert's fault they might be at fault a little bit they might be fault let's say 30 or 40 percent mostly on other ends besides the construction of the frame but i think the majority of this is on the manufacturer okay uh thank you theo appreciate you just wondering how many frame issues that are not found because some of our some of those are weekend warriors yeah weekend warriors back in the day man had really bad frame problems so did um keystone montana 06 to 09 were really really bad yeah i'm talking about the main slide on the driver's side so if you're on the driver's side almost every fifth wheel has like a kitchen slide the majority of the time the kitchen slide is on the driver's side so where you have mainly where you have the uh residential refrigerator and, and other things now here's what's interesting and and i'm going to read you this email let me read this email real quick out to you guys i have a cedar creek i hope the airbag pin box helps no it does larry so far let me say this guys so far outside of a sprinkled amount here and there Forest River, who everybody seems to hate, Forest River has, I've gotten very few complaints, and when I have gotten a complaint, it's, hey, I want to let you know about it, but we already got it fixed because Forest River was on top of it. Coachman was on top of it. Columbus was on top of it. Even, uh, there's a video, um, by a guy named Tom, I think it's called Live Life Journey or Live Journey Life. I can't remember. I can't remember. Just like Liz Amazing Amazing Liz, I can't remember half the things. And um, he even said that he had frame failure on his Columbus back in 2017. And Forest River did it pretty quickly. And to me, when he says quickly, I'm assuming he means RV quickly, which is not like two days, but like two weeks to two months. But it's like Forest River is not if they are having a problem 
they're dealing with it. But I, it's interesting because I talked to um, Sonar Travels. I'll, I'll get to you in a minute on that. But what I will tell you that's very interesting is I talked to a buddy of mine that works at Forest River. And he was telling me that about eight years ago, they had a problem. And I don't remember the name of the travel trailer. But they were having a problem with one of the outriggers on a particular model of travel trailer. It was like a 19 or 20 foot travel trailer. And they reached out to people and sent a recall out within three months of finding out there was an issue. And they were either bringing them back to the factory to fix them or they were sending out a mobile person that was a professional welder to fix it. And he said that there were like 45 or 50 of them. Now, that's not a lot compared to what they build. I think it was Salem or Wildwood. I, I can't remember off the top of my head what the brand name was. But him and I just talking, he's like, yeah, man. I mean, every time we've had any kind of problem that's a major catastrophic problem, Forest River and Coachman and Primetime and everything under the Forest River umbrella, it is mandatory that a recall goes out. You know, especially if it's something they know that they broke. So, now I don't know if that's with every Forest River warranty department. Because as I said earlier in this uh, broadcast, that Georgetown warranty on the motorhome side, the Georgetown warranty and service department sucks towards dealers. They're terrible. It kind of pisses me off sometimes how pretty much they treat the dealership. We still treat our customer. We still take care of our customer. No matter what, but they don't take very good care of us. Decent motorhome, right? Okay. Uh, Lipper does have control. They can choose not to send frames to the RV manufacturer for those units where they exceed data based on one. Okay, but Sonar Travels, that's that's hard to say because if the one thing I do know that was the truth out of the interview that JD did, the truth is is that the manufacturers send the specs to Lippert and Lippert builds it. Now, when Lippert builds the frames and they send them to the manufacturer, if the manufacturer changed anything midstream, which there are two manufacturers that like to change things quickly and they're not Forest River or Thor brands. I can't tell you who. You guys can already guess who. Um, then that's where that becomes a problem right? It really does. So that's a hard thing to say. You know, in, in practice, Sonar, you're right. In reality and in practice, you are right. They do have control. My first experience with upper deck failure was on our 2007 Wildcat 32 QBS, which is Forest River. Correct. And they were in actually a lot of the mid 2000s and actually late 90s models of everybody had frame problems. Fraud Facebook page, Forest River, uh, moderated by employees and are on complaints like white rice very helpful yeah they're very helpful they always are uh for those that don't know i am the guy posting the jd recaps in the new jd fame frame failure group very cool sonar i'm actually in that group greg lynch it sounds like to me they have crossed the threshold of it being of the of too big of a unit, not enough frame to support the structure and stay within the capability of pickup trucks being able to tow it. Greg Lynch, I half agree with that. I half agree with it because you have manufacturers like 
DRV, which does mobile suites. You have Redwood. You have Riverstone by Forest River that built things on bulkier, bigger frames and don't have the problems that Grand Design is reportedly having with this stuff. Okay, If you look at most Forest River and most Keystone toy haulers, the cargo capacity is larger than a lot of the independents like KZ, Grand Design, uh, and even Alliance. Okay, But... For whatever reason, okay, let me back up for a second. First of all, the freaking toys keep getting bigger and heavier, okay? So let's start with that for a second. And this is where I'm going to be a little defensive of my industry, okay? The power sports industry has really began to hurt the toy hauler industry because they keep getting bigger, they keep getting heavier, and people rush out to buy these 2,000, 2,400-pound side-by-sides, especially here on the West Coast where I live. So now, manufacturers across the board are trying to keep up, trying to fit these damn things inside the toy haulers. Okay? So you need to go, you're starting to see more and more people go to triple axle. So Genesis Supreme RV. Really haven't heard of too many frame problems with them at all over the years. But he, again, is now going from a dual axle 40-footer to a triple axle 39-footer because these toys are getting too heavy. But now, when you go to a third axle on most of these toy haulers, now you need a one-ton dually truck at minimum, which how many people can do that? Not many. So it's a double-edged sword. And if the power sports industry would slow down just a little bit on the toy hauler end, things would be able to catch up a lot easier. If the power sports industry and the toy hauler industry got together and actually worked things out together and worked together, I think this would be lesser of a problem in the toy hauler industry. Now, as far as the regular fifth wheels, I 100% agree with you that these things need, are, 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 especially the way they're designing, especially Solitude and uh, Momentum fifth wheel, regular fifth wheels, and even as much as they go with, uh, let's say, Montana and, and Cedar Creek and stuff, okay? Good products as far as Cedar Creek and Montana, but just to give you an idea, they eventually are going to get to the point where three-quarter ton diesel trucks can't tow them. Okay. And throwing nine solar panels, four to six batteries wiring, and still overloading storage. Exactly. Even horse trailers do not have three axles. Are there really necessary? Horse can weigh 1,500 pounds. But, Patty, in a, tra in a horse trailer, there's not refrigerators, couches, uh, water tanks. They're lighter. They're lighter weight. Today I saw a single axle truck GM 2500 lifted pull a three axle with the front axle not touching. Yeah, that's dangerous. Are you a fan of Mac Dre? Don't know who that is. Um, horse trailers are gooseneck trailers and have heavier infrastructure. That's very true, Blair, but they also don't have all the equipment inside of it that a toy hauler or a regular fifth wheel has. A regular toy hauler, let's say you have a front living room toy hauler. You got two couches, 
Uh, you got Entertainment Center. Now they have an office hidden behind the damn Entertainment Center. And then you've got theater seating. And then you've got some kind of electrical underneath for all the electrical for everything. And it's just there's more weight inside of there before you put stuff in. Well, most agriculture, not all, but most agriculture horse trailers don't have all that equipment inside and are stronger built. Uh, so solutions, I would I would like to see Lippard and the RV manufacturers move away from balance the load for the rig to not exceed weight of X. They should give us acceptable weight in the bed storage and slides, okay? Garages and basement weights not exceed. Here's what I think the solution is. If, do you guys want to hear what my solution is? Of course you guys do. One moment. Adult beverage drink off camera. One second, please. Okay. Here's my solution. My solution is... Hey, I like that office hidden behind the entertainment system. Laugh out loud. Yeah, I know. My solution would be is go back to manufacturing nothing on the regular fifth wheel. Manufacturing nothing over 41 feet in total length. Okay. The other thing that I would stop doing completely is I would tell the manufacturers, you can only make changes to your floor plan and to your frame every four years so instead of going every two years two and a half years like a lot of manufacturers do or grand design who does it every year simply change the floor plan only watch this only once every four years maybe change your colors that's fine you want to change color scheme whatever don't change the floor plan stop putting Stop putting residential refrigerators inside a frame that was built for a propane electric. Um, stop putting Corian countertops into a fifth wheel that didn't have it the year before. Make the changes slower. Okay? People will understand. So you guys have to understand, I did a podcast episode where I told everybody Grand Design ruined the industry. Okay? Well, happy birthday to your dad. Um, Grand Design ruined the industry because they wanted to come up with something grand and change and be ahead of everybody. Understandable. You want to put step your throat on everybody else, that's fine. But Mr. Clark has a history of burning companies to the ground. He'll build them up and burn them to the ground. Why? Because it's rumored and speculated that Mr. Clark, who's the president of Grand Design, only cares about his own pocketbook and not about the customer. Now that's rumor and that's speculation, so I'm not talking crap and I'm not gouging him. I'm just saying it comes from a rumor mill. Okay? The, the, the next thing I would do is for fifth wheel toy haulers, Okay, fifth wheel toy haulers. All fifth wheel toy haulers with a garage, if they're going to be dual axle, they have to be wood framed. They have to be hung wall construction. Okay, you can have fiberglass exterior, but every one of them, 
need to have wood framing. Two by four every six inches. All the way down. If you're going to go to aluminum frame and vacuum bonded, you have to have a third axle. Period. And you go from a 7,000 pound axle to an 8,000 pound axle all the way across the board. No exceptions. And then the pin box and the bedroom area do not put washer dryer prep in the bedroom. I would stop that. Instead, cancel every bath and a half floor plan out there in a regular fifth wheel or make the bath and a half big enough to put a washer dryer in the middle of the coach rather than the front. And lastly, and this is the most important one, don't build a front bathroom anymore. A front bathroom with all that weight distributed on the pin box. Because here's a problem. When you put a big closet, two big closets with a shower that runs piping to a gray tank along with two uh, his and her sinks, Corian countertops, and you don't have a big enough frame, you're trying to stay within weight, that's too much pressure on the pin box. I'm not an engineer, and I can tell you that. And if you're going to do a front bath, you must be on a frame as big as a Riverstone, a Mobile Suites, a Redwood, a Montana Big Sky, um, uh, a Lux. You have to have a frame as big as they use and as heavy as they use. Those would be the things that I would change. Uh, how long is the average fifth wheel owned? Usually it's around 36 feet, but I just would stop building. If I'm doing dual axle and I'm not going to use the big frames, these big expensive $150,000, $200,000 fifth wheels put on the rig, I'm done. Okay. Put the washer dryer in the kitchen pantry area. The east to west 331XT uh, has the weight distribution by the door near the axle. Exactly. There you go. Perfect. So that's what I would do. If I were if I were being a GM or if I was running a factory, that's exactly what I would do. Okay. Uh, one more time for everybody that wasn't involved a little bit ago. Uh, we did launch the merchandise store. It's actually like launched two days early than I thought it would. If you guys want to get your shirts and hats and coffee mugs and water bottles in the description box of this live stream, there's the link to the merchandise store if you guys want to support it. Uh, we also welcome uh, super chats and super thanks as well. How long has the average owner kept their fifth wheel? Usually about six to seven years is the average person that keeps a fifth wheel. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate your uh, appreciate it, buddy. I get a lot of hate from my podcast. Trust me. God, man, it's just better buy a tall can. <laughs> I love buying these tall cans. They're perfect. The perfect amount of beer for the whole night. Hello, Jeremiah Salas. Okay, we got time for a couple more emails. It's great to have a lot of storage in the fifth wheel, but doesn't it lead to overloading? Depends on where the storage is distributed. 
So like if you just have a pass-through storage up front, that's enough. But all these ones that have these subfloors that you lift up and there's storage underneath, it becomes insane. There's a guy who did a short video on that. It was crazy. They <laughs> like Mattel. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. You know what? Let me read. You know what? Because all the, I covered all the really what the emails wanted finance wise and everything. So let's go to the let's go to the comments. I want to read some of the comments that have come in. Good stuff. I mean, really good, good stuff. Comments. Um. No, wrong one. Wrong one. Bear with me. Sorry. Oops. Okay. Bingo. All right. It seems as if RV dealerships do not want cash deals. When I was watching one of your videos, you explained why you would never pay cash for any vehicle of any kind, and it makes sense, but my husband says you're absolutely full of crap. I can understand why he feels the way he does because he hates payments, but why are RV dealerships around our state? I won't tell you what state because that's unfair to that state. Why are they turning us away when we say we're going to pay cash? Well, that's a very easy thing. So cash um, is trash. It's worth nothing. Okay. Gold, silver, Bitcoin, uh, platinum. They're really worth nothing at the end of the day. And what I mean by that, and this is the way I explain it before I give you my answer. Okay. If everybody's watched zombie apocalypse shows or movies... Does money in gold, silver, platinum, Bitcoin, and all that stuff matter if a zombie apocalypse happens? No. Jeremy Irons says it perfectly in a movie, and I can't remember what the name of the movie was, but he said, you know, it's just money. You know, it's a piece of paper with a bunch of pictures on it so we don't kill each other for something to eat. And that's what gold, silver, platinum is, right? So dealerships stay afloat through the flow of cash right now. It won't matter because during a zombie apocalypse, all businesses will be closed to cash, right? So what they're trying to do is, since we're not having a zombie apocalypse, they're trying to capitalize on all the money that they get from the bank. Now, the bank doesn't pay out that much. But if you add it up... So I'll give you an example. Let's say I made $1,000 on average for every single loan that I processed for banks, and I did 40 loans. That's $40,000. $40,000 pays a lot of bills. It actually pays, in my case, it pays my finance manager. It pays my three technicians, my porter. And it actually pays the electric bill and a few other bills around here. So forty grand is a lot of money. All right. When you pay cash for ARV, most dealerships in a lot of states will raise the price, whatever it is that they're going to lose at the bank. 
And the reason why they're doing that is because you're giving them no other option to make profit. There's no trade. Most cash buyers, especially if they're calling me an idiot, will not buy an extended warranty. So the reality is, is you got one option to make money and that's it. So that's a lot of reasons why. My best solution to you is if your husband is absolutely dead set on paying cash and paying cash only, stop looking for the best price. Just look for somebody that takes cash. First thing you should say is, do you like cash buyers? Do you give discount for cash buyers? Those should be the first questions before you ask them about price, period. Okay. Hello from Brazil. Yeah, four years for every layout, yep. Uh, do you know of any issues with Grand Design Reflection 320 MKS? Not so far, P. I mean, Reflection, Reflection, Rockwood, Flagstaff, Cougar, um, I can't remember, Alliance Paradigm. So far, those haven't been affected very much. No kickback from bank when you pay cash, more profit. Yeah, or yeah, anything of that nature. Okay, next comment. My wife wants me to buy a fifth wheel that's 26 feet. I've gone over every measurement, every weight, done all the research on my Ram 1500 Eco Diesel. And according to Ram and according to most people that I read on owner's blogs when it comes to my truck is it can tow a fifth wheel up to 10,000 pounds. The GVWR of the fifth wheel I'm looking at is 9,900. I came across your video because I'm still not convinced about half ton trucks should never tow a fifth wheel. So what is the major difference between the travel trailer at the same weight and the fifth wheel? Okay, great comment. I, I actually um, respond to this comment and then he sent me an email and I responded to it. Um, how do I put this? Because I, I, I wasn't very politically correct with him. I guess you guys are used to me not being politically correct. So let me take a swig. Oh, yeah. Can't beat Modelo. Okay. Um, so here's the difference. So let's say, for example, that, and this is the way I put it to him. Take a stone block that weighs 6,000 pounds. Put on, put on a, a something like a flat piece of wood. Give you rope, and pull it. Okay. Now think the other scenario. You put that same six thousand pound stone on the back of your shoulders and have to carry it. Which one is going to be easier on your body? Pulling it, using tools, or putting it on your shoulders? obviously pulling it right so i look at the same way with a fifth wheel the fifth wheel you're putting all the front weight on the rear axle of the fifth wheel there's something called pin weight so when it comes to pin weight 
it is it doesn't have anything to do with your tow capacity it has to do with how much pressure the better your truck and your truck can carry so generally your payload capacity has more to do with that overall than the tow capacity so a half ton truck should only have a payload capacity in the bed of the truck plus your bodies plus fuel plus everything else you have in the truck of about 15 1600 pounds most of these fifth wheel pin boxes weigh more than that when they're loaded even at 26 feet so i have on my lot a 27 foot flagstaff fifth wheel i've had five people come in in the last three days with a half ton truck ready to buy it and i said sure but not with that truck and they go they look at me like i'm an idiot and so i explain to them the math and they think i'm an idiot and they said we well, just lost a deal then okay well i guess i lost a deal at least i know you're going down the road you buy from somebody else it's on somebody else's conscience right so imagine this when you have a travel trailer all of it is distributed better because what happens with a travel trailer let's say that same travel trailer is probably a little bit longer but weighs the same mandatory most dealerships with a half ton truck are mandatory going to make you get a weight distribution hitch so now payload capacity has nothing to do with it it's now tongue weight and you can increase a half ton truck's tongue weight capability using a weight distribution and a sway control hitch so that's the difference okay if you want to buy a fifth wheel and you have a half ton truck you're just not buying it from me that's what i have to say about that exactly patty exactly okay Ooh, we still got nine minutes look at that okay yes i'm wearing my glasses real quick because my eyesight's starting to get a little nobody see me in my glasses but I'm starting to get a little uh, Rockefeller here. Here we go. My wife and I are looking at reflection fifth wheels, but we do not feel comfortable buying one. Even though you say so far in the six weeks you've done research that you've only seen one reflection reported to you. But right now we don't trust Grand Design as a total but our biggest problem is, is everything else does not have the apparent quality cabinetry that everyone else at that size does. Can you help me overcome this with my wife? Okay. So, first of all, what I would tell, if you've owned an RV prior, I, I do this trick all the time with people that have trades, okay? It's a nasty, dirty trick, guys. So you can call me a nasty salesperson if you like. But I have a dirty trick I pull on people that have trades that complain about colors of cabinets or what cabinets look like. And I'll give you the real quick story and then we'll go on. So the quick story was a Winnebago, Winnebago changed their color of cabinetry. Okay. Uh, you don't get exactly, you don't get sway of the fifth wheel. Uh, so this lady ordered this Winnebago motorhome for me years ago when I was working at Barber RV. In a Barber RV, she came in, looked inside the unit, got all pissed off because they changed the shade of the color on the cabinets without alerting anybody. And then they changed the color of the couch 
from a darker to a lighter tone and everything else that she wanted was canceled no longer available and of course winnebago being who they are once in a while with their motorized didn't alert anybody right okay <laughs> so she started complaining and complaining and complaining to me and then complaining to my boss and complaining to the owner and i sat there and she's got her southwind motorhome her 07 southwind motorhome that she owned for 12 i'm sorry nine years at that time nine years and she's the original owner and all i said was this i said huh what color are the cabinets inside your southwind and she stared at me and i go and then i looked away and I looked at the southwind and i go what's the color of the couches and stuff and and what's the design called inside your southwind that you've owned for nine years and there was just dead silence and my my buddy Mike Aaron Beatty, who was my general manager, was about to speak up because he knew. See, a lot of guys get really weird around me, sales guys and managers, because I'm so brutal with people. Like I'm like punch you in your face type of brutal. That they like they pause and they get nervous. And the lady looked at me and she said, "You made your point. I'll take the motor home." There we go. So, what I would tell your wife is you're only going to realize what the color of those cabinets are and all that quality pro quality things probably your first two trips after that you're not going to give a crap because what you're going to be more focused on as a camper as someone in the rv community you're going to be more fo focused in on the memories you're building you're going to be focused in on the places you're going or the places you've gone the things you've bought where things are in the fifth wheel how comfortable the mattress is and then of course because it's an earthquake on wheels and none of them are perfect you're going to focus in and have stories about the little things that have gone wrong a light fixture fell a cabinet door came off i ripped off the side of the coach because i was an idiot and parked it too close to a tree i mean stories are going to come out of it so the only thing that really is interesting about cabinetry color and the perception of cabinetry color and, and cabinetry uh, quality, it, it's all perception. So in grand designs, in grand design in this re, in this case, I would tell you like go see Rockwood Flagstaff Keystone Cougar. I mean I sell Flagstaff, but there's other places that sell Rockwood. There's Keystone Cougar. There's Alliance Paradigm. They're all good coaches. They're all well-built coaches. There's Cedar Creek. Um, there's a ton of units out there. Okay? But remember this. Pigs get fat. Hogs get slaughtered. If you don't feel comfortable because of what's going on with Grand Design and all the frame failure problems they're having with solitude and momentum, move on to another manufacturer. There's plenty of them out there. Just ignore the, oh my God, it's pretty, because they're all pigs. Every single RV is a pig, and then they put all kinds of makeup and lipstick on it. That's the truth. Uh, kind of like putting pictures on the wall when you don't notice them after a while. Exactly. That, Karen, I am stealing that from you. That is that is now my my new go-to. I am stealing that. Let me write let me type that in my notes. Hold on. 
If you don't think I'm not going to use that on the lot, you are out of your mind. Okay, pictures on the wall. Okay, we're good there. All right. Oh, that's great. Okay, if uh, one more time, uh, if you're new in here and you haven't been here very long, there is the merchandise store is available and open. Uh, you can get your Honey Badger, HBRV Lifestyle shirts, sweaters, water bottles, coffee mugs. In, the link is in the description box below. I'm super excited about it. I'm like totally amazing. I'm scared years later Brinkley will come out with their own issues like Black Series. Um, I don't know, Chaz. I can't tell you. Um, I'm still being kind of shunned away from being able to do a black series review not in a black again it doesn't send red flags to me okay um i would tell you if it red flagged me um the only thing i worry about with brinkley is those guys so far have had a history of they build a company for four or five years and sell it that's my only concern because I haven't been in one yet. I'll give you my pros and cons. Trust me. I mean, if it's better than sliced bread, I'll tell you. You know. We're done already. Alright. We did hand stuff to each other in Walmart men's room two years ago. What the hell? Oh my god. That's disgusting. So far, Peter, I haven't had anybody tell me about Rockwood Fifth Wheels, Flagstaff Fifth Wheels, Cedar Creek, uh, Mobile Suites. Um, I'm talking about recent stuff. I've had a guy tell me he had a 2016 Mobile Suites. I had one guy tell me about a 2018 Riverstone. I had one guy tell me about a 2015 Redwood, but nothing recent. Um... I haven't heard anything about Keystone Cougar, uh, Jayco Eagle. Uh, I had one Alliance Valor, but no Alliance Paradigm so far. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them, but th I mean, that's just some of them I'm thinking about. Let me think. I think. See if I can think of any others. Uh, Coachman Chaparral. Haven't heard anything about that. I mean, of course, they feel like I felt like they've dropped off the face of the earth, but so far, um, nothing. Oh, I understand it's a Mia, but that's the problem. I'm I'm going to be carrying comparing Brinkley to more Mobile Suites, Redwood, Riverstone, and Lux. I'm going to compare it to the biggest four luxurious fifth wheels that we sell at dealerships. And I may even start comparing it to Pinnacle because apparently Pinnacle by Jayco is going to be coming out with a few things that are new. So I'm going to be comparing it to all that. I'm not comparing it to something below that. I always compare. I always make comparisons level to level. A 42 foot Montana. I mean, it depends. New or used. I mean, it depends. What year is the Montana? That's what I'd want to know. I mean, 42-foot Montana, I mean, it just really depends on what, what year it is.
Okay, hi, Kaylin. It seems, um, oh, this is, this is, this is an interesting one. I got time, I got ten more, I got nine more minutes, okay? This is a great one. You guys will get a kick out of this. Where is it at? Where is it at? Here we go. I'm wearing my glasses, so don't make fun of me. Um, hello there, honey badger. I think you have the most beautiful eyes, and you are very handsome. If you're ever in Indianapolis, Indiana, let me know. I would love to take you out for dinner. I sent a reply, and my reply was, I don't know when the next time I'll be in Indy, Will, but I will say that I will contact you, and maybe we can meet up for a cup of coffee. But that would be about it. Um, but I really appreciate it, and thank you for the compliment. So I get probably 10 emails, 10, 10 messages a day similar to that. It's kind of crazy. First of all, how the hell can you find me good-looking when I have crooked-ass teeth crows crows feet in my eyes i look like the night of the living dead i mean <laughs> i mean i don't i don't wear makeup or anything for this or use any filters from amazing liz yeah no was it from amazing liz trust me 2022 that's a little red flag little malibu but i mean that's not a bad price Sixty thousand. that's not a bad price hi isabella Let's see a sample of your shirts. Man, I bought one. So I ordered one. Um, it's got the... I ordered one. I did the black, the colored badger for now. I'm going to do the gray and white one later. Um, I bought one for myself and a hat too because I'm going to start wearing them for the videos. Um, you guys are funny. What does my wife say about that? Well, my wife's not a jealous woman. Um, she's never been a jealous woman. So a lot of times she laughs at me when that happens. Uh, when we used to go, when I was, go back, go back 10 years, okay? I was 185 pounds. I was built like a shit brick house. Uh, you know, obviously my skin wasn't like it is now. I had actual hair and not all these balding spots. And women used to just stare at me, you know. And my wife used to smile and laugh at me every time because I turn red because I just, I, you know, I, I'm like, really? Am I some piece of meat? I mean, that's how I felt sometimes. We had, we had one chick in Nordstrom's one day that saw me, walked behind me, came around, and then smacked my butt in front of my wife. My wife couldn't stop laughing. I mean, she was a little mad at the lady because she knew it was rude and said something to the lady. But after we walked away, she started laughing at me and going, see, old ladies love you. So I have, I have, a, very, I have a very awesome wife. She's blind. Yeah, there you go. It's been barely, barely used. It's been sitting a while. Do you have any recommendations on campers in the range of 95 grand? You know, man, I mean, if you want to go 40 foot, 42 foot, go look at Alliance uh, Paradigm. Uh, I wish I sold them because I love the product. Great stuff. Um, 
you know, I haven't gotten a lot of complaints about the regular Montanas. Now, the Montana High Country, I keep getting more and more emails about, but it's usually 2018 to 2019 year models. Uh, 95 grand, I would look at maybe Columbus fifth wheels. Um, I would look at uh, Sabre fifth wheels. Sabre doesn't get talked about a lot. They're actually really good product because they only build five floor plans, so their quality is a little better. The material they use for cabinets is junk. I mean, it looks, when you walk inside them, they're ugly and they look like crap, but they're built really well. Um, you know, um, Flagstaff, Rockwood make a 40-foot floor plan, a couple 40-foot floor plans. Cedar Creek is another really good one. I wish I could sell them. Um, that's, some, that's the stuff I would be looking at. I like DRV, been a tech for decades and have worked on them since they came out. They're pretty solid units. Oh, oh, absolutely. And they keep getting better, Steve. You know, Riverstone by Forest River is on the same level. Redwood's on the same level. It seems like Lux is on the same level. It really seems like those four are the standard right now. And that's, that's a good thing. What do I sell? So mainly I sell Forest River. Riverstone is my luxury brand. And then um, I have the ability, I don't have any on the lot right now, but I have the ability to sell Sabre fifth wheels, uh, Columbus fifth wheels, Flagstaff fifth wheels. Um, and that's it. Um, so I don't care. I can't carry Cedar Creek. I can't carry, um, I can't carry Keystone Cougar or Keystone Montana like I'd like to. I can't carry Alliance. I might get a hold of Coley Brady eventually and tell him I want it, but it, you know it's going to be tough because uh, there's already an Alliance dealer in Vegas, so that's kind of hard to do. Um, and then I sell a lot of used. Can you say happy birthday to my dad? I don't live with him. Sure, Patricia, what's your dad's name? Uh, Peter, I'm getting a hat just to wear looking at dealer lots yeah and by the way if you live on the west coast don't be shocked if you start seeing people go i know that son of a bitch <laughs> uh is it a website or a store mine is both i have a store i have a dealership i don't own it but i work it and then i have six other stores that i'm affiliated with in california i'm in i'm just north i'm just uh, north of las vegas in a town called Pahrump. Um, it's called RV Exchange. Uh, the website is rvexchangeoutlets.com. I don't have a lot of fifth wheels right now, though. I only have one Flagstaff fifth wheel left. I have a kind of a pile of crap Sanibel. The Sanibel shouldn't be traveled in. If you're going to like park it in one spot and stay in it and live in it to build a piece of property, it'd be good for that, but it's not really meant for the road. Uh, what are you, what are you in right now? I'm in a Sundance travel trailer. I used one. I took it on trade. What do you think about East to West travel trailers? Blair, they're not bad. They're an entry level travel trailer. They're very basic and simple. Um, they remind me a lot of Salem or Wildwood. Uh, my, my good friend Ryan Scott actually, uh, sells them to dealerships on the West coast. So they're a pretty good product. They're not outstanding, but they're not terrible. Ben, happy birthday to Ben then. Happy birthday to Ben. Do you know Arizona AZ expert who pairs RV roofs? No, I don't, Patty. I live in Nevada, so I don't know. Sure, Ava, how are you doing? You're welcome, Patricia. 
Okay, 30 seconds. So, 30 seconds. Thank you guys so much for all your support as always. Thank you guys a lot for everything. Every Saturday night, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Don't forget, you guys can submit your emails. Um, super thanks, super chat, the merchandise store. It's all open, all available. Um, love you guys. Appreciate all the questions. Appreciate all the questions that came in. It's getting harder and harder. I do want to say this. It is getting really hard to do everybody's questions that emails them to me. So I'm going to bulk them together when I get multiple stuff, okay? Um, you guys have a great Sunday. I'll check out AZ uh, probably tomorrow. And uh, as, as, as I say in Celebrity Deathmatch, good fight, good night. Fuck.